Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The college football playoff might actually have some new faces this year. It's I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. Pig Sui Paul. And with me, as always, is AJ. Every team in college football that's west of the Mississippi and north of the Tennessee River is bad. Marchese. Everything everything west of the Mississippi and north of the Tennessee is bad? Yeah, that's so just SEC is good. Correct. And they, yes. They all, who's going to win the, yes. the, the West? Though? That's the big question. I don't know the the worst team in the SEC West could win the ACC. My take. I I don't think that's debatable. Like Wake is the best team in the ACC. Fact, fact. Uh, today we're talking on the NFL draft prospects who shone in dimmed <laughs> in Week Four of college football. Let it go in it. To Vegas, gonna set my draft. Gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Spotify Green Room, your live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. AJ actually launched a new Spotify Green Room focused on the AP Top 25 rankings and where they went wrong. AJ? Yeah, uh, Wisconsin should still be ranked, Rob. Look, uh, yeah, the final score didn't flatter them, but they were in that game until the end. Yes, the whole Big Ten should be ranked. That's really just why AJ started the Spotify Green Room um, to argue for the Big Ten. Should talk to AJ? Should non-power five teams even be ranked, Rob? We we talk about that. Um, if they're in the Midwest, yeah, only the Bearcats and the entire MAC. Sure. You know, while we're at it, why don't we just rank every team in college football? I don't understand why they don't. I don't know. They should. Prove your, prove your worth as a ranker. I could rank them all if I, if I was asked to. <laughs> Who do you got last? Uh, New Mexico State. That's a, probably the correct answer. Or UNLV. But mainly that's because no. I think Marcus Arroyo so much. 
You know Visa, they got they got him playing semi tough football games up there. He made people think Justin Herbert was bad, and I'll never forgive him. That's true. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group. And be notified when people go live. People like AJ. Or like me in November on a Tuesday or Wednesday when I finally launch my match in Spotify Green Room. Um, okay, week four in the books. Uh, didn't didn't look like the most tasty week on paper. A couple good games here and there. Um, my first takeaway, and I, I want to hear your opinion... Because it wasn't the sexiest week of games, I got eyes on some guys I wouldn't necessarily have otherwise, I think. And uh, I got some maybe some fresher names to talk about this week that we haven't really touched on yet. Uh, w- would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I think that's fair. It felt like um, it was hard to, to, to like to find the old faithfuls and stuff like that. Um, like I struggled with defensive prospect this week, um, to be honest. Uh, best defense prospect, I should say. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It didn't feel like a loaded week for the top, like getting eyes on the top dudes because I didn't watch much of that Bama game. <laughs> you know, I did watch Ohio State, but I wasn't paying a lot of attention. Like, uh, so no, I think I think that's a fair call. Would you rank Akron? Uh, first quarter Akron, I would definitely rank. They're a first quarter team. That's that's what they've always said about the Zips. They played. They hey, they showed up in the fourth a little bit too. Anything in between, no go. But uh, the, the beginning and the end. That's what they play for. Also, Chad Chad Lunsford getting fired kind of shocked me. Just I don't know why I'm mentioning that. I just felt the need to because I, I I thought he had done a pretty good job. Yeah. No, it's that's <laughs> it was a little out of nowhere. I don't. I don't think it was anything worth really he, talking about. But yeah. He won ten games in twenty eighteen. Yeah, he's gone to three straight bowls. It's one of those. I know f- they had a poor start to the season. He's been at Southern since twenty thirteen. I'm just. I'm pissed off for Chad Lunsford. It's one okay? of those fires that like. To get like, that out there. What are they gonna do better than that? I don't. Do you think like? administration just doesn't want to run the triple option they're gonna hire a guy who doesn't run the triple option and then georgia southern's just like gonna be way worse but why wouldn't you want to run the triple like if you're an administrator and you don't really care you know maybe i should say the donors the boosters okay the boosters okay i can see the boosters but i think if you're an ad you're like that's easy you don't have to worry about it it's like lunsford go find these one stars and you can run the triple option I, I, I honestly didn't expect myself to rant about this on this show, but I also want to add, they lost Shea Wirtz, one of the best triple option quarterbacks we have seen yeah. in recent memory. He he obviously grad transferred to Louisville. So they had a new quarterback breaking in the system, and it's just like, I don't know, I just feel like Chad Lunsford got a, a, a bad shake on this one. Also, I wish Shea Wirtz didn't transfer because he doesn't even play at Louisville. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But, I don't know, getting to play Power 5, I guess, at least cool. No, but... uh. Who's they gonna hire, Ross? Um, check out my Spotify green room where I, I cover only G five coaching openings. It's a good show. What's it called again? Okay, it's called the Carousel. Sorry, that wasn't good. That was 
Anyway, week four, <laughs> college football in the books. Um, speaking of the, the G5, best freshman. I, I, I got three written down. Two of them are G5s. Okay, that's sick. I only have one name this week. I, I Games that <laughs> – I cheated. wasn't even a game I got my eyes on, but it's a guy I got my eyes on forever now. Our friend – not really our friend. My favorite player in college football, Josh McRae. The old, uh, the orange train himself. That's my nickname for him. The orange train came out against Purdue, the other train team. And uh, they lost, but he, he went for a buck 56 on 24 carries. And he's a load for to, Illinois. Are you trying to talk about Josh McCray every week? I think this is my new thing. Yeah, I think it's my new thing. Last week you were talking about how he should be at Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I, who, I've done this for other players before. I think Josh... Uh, I think James Rocher was one, and look what he's doing now, baby. Sick catches. Um, okay. Before <laughs> I move to my G5 backs, I'm, I'll just touch on a, a, a fellow Power 5 back who could be playing at Alabama but also wears orange. Sean Tucker for Syracuse. Yeah. He had a huge game against Liberty. Uh, ran for 169, was the leading receiver with um, just 27 <laughs> yards, but he he looked awesome. His his contact balance and burst were leading to huge play after huge play. That um, Syracuse team is, I don't know, everything about that Syracuse game Friday night was strange. You had the guy like calling in to change the stadium lights from in, from inside, and it was like he made it a big deal. You had like t- 500 people in the crowd, but they were loud. It was such a strange game. You, you, you had Garrett Schrader, like, yeah. not able to complete a pass, but running like a, a future NFL fullback. Yeah, it was a weird game, but... but, but Their no. defense looked really good, though. Defense was good. Garrett Williams had a good game. I didn't mention him anywhere else. Had a pretty Maybe good game, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, also, a weeknight game is where I got my other two backs. They played against each other. Uh, Rasheen Ali from Marshall who had the 97-yard kick return touchdown on the fake reverse, which was nasty. Mm-hmm. He also looked good on the ground. Um, and Nate Noel, uh, the other App State running back that's not Cameron Peoples, he, the, the Peoples kept scoring all the touchdowns, but Nate Noel was ripping off huge run after huge run and looked f- like the f- next great App State back, looked more explosive than Cam Peoples. App State and uh, ULL, they just turn out running backs. I think that's where we've gotten yeah. to. I love uh, I love my weeknight G5 games. What can I say? I, I do, too. I think, like, I don't know. Those games just seem we – we were talking a little bit about this before the show, but they just – when you're getting fresh into the college football week, those games just feel, like, amazing. They, they really do, especially when, like, you don't necessarily have a rooting interest and it just ends up being a really fun – Harshly goofy, exciting game. Yeah, and they always have some sort of magic to them. I mean, Marshall and App State, old rivals, you know, uh, under the lights in Boone. That always was going to have a bit of magic, and it was a great game. And the only fucking game of my picks that lost, and it shouldn't have because he went down on the five, but they always got something to them. You got Jason and Andre in the booth most weeks. My favorite duo in sports. Yeah. Always something there. Yep. Agreed. Uh, okay, best sophomore. Speaking of running backs, I think you had him a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, Zach Evans for the Horny Frogs. Uh, he's a dude, eh? He's a dude. Yeah, he's a dude. Uh, he's, he's like their biggest recruit of all time, right? I think you said that. Yeah, he was a five-star who was originally 
set to go to Georgia, and then um, I think can't remember if he actually signed his letter of intent or just before Georgia like they they, they like kind of like mutually parted ways. He ended up at TCU. Uh, well, luckily for TCU, yeah, he, he's he's sick. Fifteen carries, one hundred thirteen yards, uh, plus three grabs for seventy yards. Uh, had a touchdown where he just took a screen. And uh, smoked every single angle <laughs> on the SMU. The defense was nowhere to be found, but like he still killed every angle. It was pretty sweet. Uh, like you know, good burst, good contact balance. Um, like kept his feet impressively on like multiple runs. Where like I thought he was down, but nope, he just kept going. He, yeah, he's a dude for real. Yeah, um, yeah. It was against I think Cal two weeks ago where he just looked awesome. Um, Okay, I'll, I'll stick in the state of Texas for a running back and Bijan Robinson, who, I mean, te- Texas is back, right? Casey Thompson. Okay, I've been trying that. to tell everyone about Casey Thompson, man. Like I, yeah, Everyone got ups, uh, excited about a Hudson card. I'm like, no. Casey Thompson from that one game last year, the bowl game, he is the dude. I put him. I put him. I put him later because I, I felt like we had to talk well, about him. I, I, no, no, no. I put Bijan Robinson, but I just wanted to mention no. Casey Thompson. Here. I know you put Bijan. I put. I put Thompson. Okay. I put Thompson somewhere else. Okay. Um. Yeah. Bijan Robinson. Uh, Texas Tech's defense didn't exist. It's terrible. They hung a seventy burger on him. Uh, Tyler Show also. I mean, remember when he was a Heisman favorite? Yeah, he's. Uh, you could have put him for overhyped. Um, in the summer, I don't. I don't understand where the shuck yeah. love came from. Like you saw the talent, but like, oh, that was insane. Um, yeah, but Bijan Robinson, especially he he had a, a touchdown grab where he just he looked freaking awesome. He always looks great. Um, just a rare. I think him and Zach Evans both. I think they're the number one and number two running back in, uh, recruit in that class. Makes uh, sense. Robinson one, Evans two. And they just both, they both already look like NFL backs in terms of um, their size, explosiveness, and contact balance. And they're both doing stuff in the passing game, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that that juke that Bijan put on uh, on, the, on his receiving touchdown was fucking nasty. Yeah. All right, who's your top, uh, or set, do you have any more sophomores, sorry? Yeah, I got some more sophomores. Uh, go, sticking in the Big 12, how about Akeem Mesidor, the, the Canadian baby? From Ottawa, uh, the broadcast hyped him up. Uh, IDL didn't have like he had three tackles, but like he kept flashing all night long, and uh, he looked really impressive. And I mean, look, we're always gonna hype up Canadians, and we're we're churning the prospects out now, baby. But uh, hey, it may, whew, Neville Gallimore comps, you have to give him because the Ottawa connection and the Big Twelve. He was really impressive uh, against against the Sooners. Um. I'm going to stick at uh, running back here and go with Jaquavius Marks, who didn't have a huge game against LSU for Mississippi State. Um, just 46 on the ground, but nine grabs, 67 yards, and an incredible touchdown grab uh, where he, him and Damon Clark had a, kind of a 50-50 ball, and he climbed the ladder and made a great grab. Um, he just looked really good in the passing game, which – uh, a Mike Leach running back tends to get those opportunities, and uh, he he was killing it. You love Mike Leach. You can't quit him. I I don't love you do his beliefs though. I need that on the on the record. How about the pirate I stuff? You love that raid. stuff. <laughs> I I'm, I literally in my bookshelf right now, staring me in the face is the Mike Leach book that uh, him and Bruce Feldman wrote together. Swing your sword. So, but again. 
on the record, I do not like Mike Leach's beliefs. Oh, you've been a stand for a while. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. I just uh, enjoy the air raid, okay? You do. You do. I think you should just, uh, I mean, we didn't talk much about Dallas Renegades football on the podcast when Hal Mummy was cooking it up down there. but uh, And we love Hal, as long as he's vaccinated. <laughs> okay, my next guy. I'm just going to keep on ro- yeah, ro- go. running with this. Dontavian Wicks. Um, Virginia ended up kind of getting crushed by Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. But Dontavian Wicks looked really good for Virginia. And uh, Brandon Armstrong like leads or second in the country in passing yards right now. Um, and Wicks is a, a really uh, – I thought he's route running. And he made a couple circus grabs for them. And I didn't really know who he was heading into that game. And he just kept popping off. Um, so I think that's a guy I got to watch. A true, or sorry, a redshirt sophomore. Or he's a, a third year sophomore. It's getting confusing with the coaching. Yeah, it is very confusing. But um, uh, yeah, I thought he looked really good on Friday night. So let's talk about Friday night. Move on to weekday warrior. Um, I figured we just had to put Malik Willis down here to, to talk about him. I didn't know where to put him, but I knew we had to talk about him somewhere. Because this was, obviously, Liberty had a couple layup games. Mm-hmm. Um, this was their first Power 5 game. They beat Syracuse last year. Um, lost 24-21 on Friday night. That I mean, that was like kind of somewhat of a much must-watch game, just given that this quarterback class is awful, Malik Willis was one of the two who hadn't killed their stock yet between him and Matt Corral. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I think it's kind of hard to, like, did Malik Willis play his best game? No. But he got very little help. You saw the flashes of, like, there was a couple throws where the ball placement, on the deep ball placement yeah. was really awesome. He had a couple of runs where he just looked like he's the best athlete on the field. And it just like it, it almost looked like a high school game, but then there was also some plays where it was like the fumble wasn't great, um, and it felt like he was doing too much at times. And mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Part of that is it's Liberty. Like they've got some guys, but they're not they're not amazing. And Syracuse is better this year. It seems the defense played really well. We mentioned Garrett Williams already, um, but. You expect a potential top five pick at quarterback to still light up a, a team like the Orange. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, it was a hard game to like say, like he didn't solidify himself as one of like as a guaranteed first round quarterback. But he didn't hurt himself, especially given how the other quarterbacks, pretty much like Matt Corral and Carson Strong, were both off this week. But all the other quarterbacks who had mm-hmm. big hype entering the year did not play that good. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I agree with you. It's like it's a game you wanted him to take over, but uh, watching the game, uh, there's many reasons that he didn't. Yeah, like there's no help around him there. Um, yeah, I'll throw I'll throw the numbers out: fourteen to nineteen, two hundred five, three touchdowns, uh, forty nine yards on the ground on seventeen carries. Not great, and he had a catch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that like like I agree with you. The flashes were there. There was some big time downfield throws. Um, the Q's defense played pretty well. Uh, or, or really well, I guess I should say. It's yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Mal- Malik Willis is gonna be, you know, he's he's the he's gonna be the pro day guy this year. Like like 
to be the one where all the scouts are the pro day, and the pro day means more for him <clears throat> than anyone else because he's going to kill it. Like, I think that that's kind of the the the, the rail for him. But he does have a couple big games still left. So, I was I was going to say so obviously like Liberty was the games prior to this like Malik Willis played played well and yeah. Uh, wasn't against big time opponents and like it, it's he didn't play poorly in this game. No, no, no. no. And you read the you read the numbers that the numbers are good on paper. Um, and, yeah. And you saw the good, and you also saw again him trying to do too much. But again, just you can understand why that was like one hundred percent. Yeah. I would still give him like a B plus for this performance. I think. Yeah. Like I, I, I was actually gonna put him on shooting up the board just because his game, in the context of what the other quarterbacks are doing, was still. I thought pretty good. Um, the problem is the power five games mean more uh, for him, obviously. And he's only got one left. He's got the Mississippi game, November 6th, him and Matt Corral, who at this point are the two QBs with the most hype right now in this class. Cause they are the two who haven't done anything to ruin their stock yet. Um, other than that game, like I know they play UAB this week. Yeah. And, like, UAB's a good G5 program, but UAB, like, what Georgia did to them, like, I don't think there's going to be a ton of buzz around that, especially with Liberty already coming off a loss. And then they play the Raging Cage in the week, or two weeks after they play Ole Miss. So that's another big one. But I think he's going to really need to have a strong performance in, in that Ole Miss game. But, again, with the way the rest of the quarterback class is looking – I, I, I'm like it's hard to criticize him. Yeah, the Ole Miss game is a really good spot for him though because it's not like the Ole Miss defense is, is all that special or anything. They've played pretty well this year. They have. They have. Fuck, but D, fuck DJ Durkin on on, on God, but um, they've played better. Uh, no, they have. <laughs> um, and now the issue, or maybe not the issue, but it kind of sucks that uh, we know they're not going undefeated, so they're not going to get a big, a big big bowl game either. So. I think if you're if you're Willis, you're hoping and praying because it's Liberty um, for a really really good bowl matchup, and it's not like you're just hey you're playing UAB again in in the in the yeah in the Birmingham Bowl Boca or Rizal. something yeah yeah oh the Birmingham Bowl would be great it's great but um, yeah they got to be hoping for a Power Five matchup yeah um couple more weekday Warriors uh, Corey Sutton mm-hmm. made a handful of jaw-dropping grabs against Marshall for App State on uh, Thursday night. Ten, ended up with 10 grabs for 127 and a touchdown. Can't, former Kansas State receiver. Um, he looked awesome. It's a good also ball player. in that game, I thought... Yeah, he is. In that game, Xavier Gaines on the other side for Marshall at tight end. He had that huge touchdown. He had a, another really uh, fantastic play. I thought he had a pretty good game. He's a fun player, especially because I think he fits the mold of... Yeah. That Swiss Army knife tight end, H back, fullback type of guy. Maybe quarterback. he's a Kyle Juice check who can do a QB sneak because he <laughs> played quarterback in high school. But uh, so he, he he's a he's a fun one. I, I wanted to talk about Gaines because he is super fun and that that touchdown was awesome. And obviously he's a really good mover. Do you, where do you think he goes? I know it's so well, early. I but... didn't love him when, over the summer. I just I like I think he's a really fun player, but I didn't love yeah. him. Yeah. Um. I think and he he's the he's obviously he's not ideal tight end size. Yes. Um. I think it, it, and, and then on top of that, he's like not a great blocker. He's more of the jumbo slot than anything. Um. So I think it's going to be really like testing is going to be really important for him. Yeah. No, that's for sure. I'll say one thing. 
working against him is that this tight end class is a lot deeper than last year. But one thing working for him, like you look at, you know, Kylan Granson and Noah Gray, who went, yeah. I think, way earlier than their talent dictated because teams are looking for guys like this. I can see Xavier Gaines fitting right in as that tight end two and tricky guy for for the for the Chiefs, you know, instead of some other – some guy Felton or something catching a touchdown this week. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> like, like I think that – like a team will, will cover it, someone like him. So, no, it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to get a shot. I don't know. Again, I asked you the draft stuff because I'm not sure either. But I think he's going to get a good look. Like, I think if we're talking G5 tight ends who who are really exciting and stuff, like Isaiah yeah. likely is that dude. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, Gaines could sure. be an interesting late day three guy just yeah. given the Swiss Army knife skill set. Yeah. Um, but, again, blocking is going to be a big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving to best prospect? Yeah, offensive, uh, I think it was clearly – I, you yeah. know what? I, I went double pigs. I went double pigs. I went double pigs because they they deserve okay. it. Traylon Burks on offense, though clearly, I think he was he was the yeah. dude on offense this week. When when you said at the top of the show, uh, you had more trouble with the best defense prospect. Um, I'm like I figured because Traylon Burks was the clear offensive guy. Yeah, it wasn't close. Um, and against the Texas A and M defense that's loaded with NFL players. Uh, Ended up with six for one sixty-seven in a score plus a, uh, a rush for fourteen yards. Um, most of that damage came in the first half. I think he got five of his six balls in the first half. Kind of mm-hmm. got banged up in the second half, but uh, he had that go right where eh, there's a little bit of maybe an offensive push off. But Shut hey, up. if they don't call it, then you're just doing doesn't your job. Doesn't matter, baby. Yep. And, and when I thought when the ball was in the air on that play, because I think overall speed was something. I was kind of concerned about with a yeah. 6'3", 230-pound wide receiver who played predominantly in the slot and at running back last year. Uh, seeing that play was really big for me um, because when the ball was in the air, he, he kind of, although he did kind of push, push off, he hit a bit like an extra gear to, get, to yep. track that and get to that ball. And uh, on top of that, uh, that huge play, he also had that one-handed uh, grab that was insane. Um, he had a, like, he, he just kept making plays where it's like I was in a room with a, a group of people who didn't necessarily know who he was. And I was like, that's that's the first round wide receiver yeah. that, that people are, are going to be talking about. And last week, I think we called our shot where we're like, OK, we're ready for the big trail and Burke's uh, fucking show game. And like the people in the room with you, they, they got to see it. Um, the, he nearly, nearly, nearly had that fucking almost insane catch. Where he almost perfectly like a ballerina toe tapped the one foot and he made yeah he hit he hit the sideline by I don't know a millimeter that was almost insane and like you said um, the 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 awesome right after that actually uh, the one handed leaping grab uh, like you said the deep touchdown he looked he looked big physical and explosive uh, I think he looked great it's hard not to get like the AJ Brown vibes from this performance I feel like yes I think AJ Brown is is the comp a lot of people are going to lean to because of this this and he's he's even a little taller than AJ Brown, but mm-hmm. the overall size and the the violence, and also just kind of having that that ability to break anything at any point, and make it a house call. Even despite not like I don't think he's gonna run sub four five. Like I think he's probably a four five five guy, but yeah, his play speed is like I don't know. He like doesn't he has like it, it's almost like with Chris Olave where he's not going to run super fast but he's that speed all the time. Yeah. So it makes up for maybe that absolute top end speed. 
Hey, Burke's, um, Burke's got yeah. better hands than AJ Brown right now, too. Mr. Mr. Drop over than Tennessee. Now he's banged up. Damn. Um, but, yeah, Bur- Burks was incredible against he a was. defense that has so many NFL players on it. Who do you who'd you put for defense? So I I, I went with um, – I'm with you in terms of, like, we, we didn't have a big uh, Kyle Hamilton game. Yeah. We, like, Kayvon Thibodeau is not playing. Um, so it, 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 I think it was a lot more wide. Stingley was out, week, too. So I, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I landed on a guy who I, I, has played really, really well this year. Um, and we haven't talked about Kingsley Inagbar. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's how you say it. Uh, at South Carolina, the edge rusher. Um, statistically, not like a huge game. Six tackles, a half a TF, TFL. And it said, it said the stat sheet said one hurry, but he had more than that. Uh, he dominated both the Kentucky tackles. Dare Rosenthal, Darian Kennard. Mm-hmm. Um, he was giving them hell. He he also, not even as a passer, just, just hustle plays. He kept making hustle plays where, like, they'd complete a cross or, like, on a play where he's rushing the passer and he'd come off the tackle and, like, chase it down. And he just kept flashing that motor. And his uh, his power really stood out to me. And there was one play against Rosenthal where he, where he went with a club swim. And it should have been a sack. It ended up just being an incomplete pass by Will Levis, but uh, he was all over him. He he kept just pushing that pocket. Maybe he wasn't registering technical hurries, but he was collapsing the pocket pretty frequently with power and uh, nasty handwork. Um, Will Levis had a terrible game, and Kingsley Kingsley E was a big reason why. Yeah, I was. I just had one eye on that game, so, and like I was trying to watch out for him. I didn't really, didn't really get the the pop from him, but no, I'm glad you got to sit down and and really get after him because like people people got him as like a top fifteen pick. Yeah, he's he's he looked really good, and he he played well against the run too. Especially like maybe you're not ex- like against Dare Rosenthal who has a lot of technical issues. Yeah. You're like not shocked to see a guy like Kingsley beat him up, but against Darian Canard, he was doing it too. Like I got both those those guys sliding down the board this week because of what Kingsley was doing to them. Yeah, just uh, um, I guess we could say it, but I was gonna I don't I didn't put Canard anywhere, but I've watched like I think I've seen three of the four Kentucky games so far, and he hasn't really like stood out to me. Well, I got more on him in a bit. Don't okay. worry. I want to hear who your defensive guy is. No, I went double pig. So I didn't have a clear-cut guy. So I kind of wanted to do a guy who just kind of broke onto the scene. I went with Trey Williams, the pass rusher for, for okay. Arkansas. Okay, so I went with him for uh transfer who popped on the scene. Yeah. Uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Missouri transfer. But uh, I think he – had I not picked Kingsley, I think I would have picked him because he was doing – he he had two sacks. He had um, multiple hurries. Yep. He ended the game on what was nearly a strip sack and just ended up being an incomplete. And he was held on it. And it was against Kenyon Green. Yep. Um, he he looked fucking twitchy as hell. And he's playing with his hair on fire. And he he, he was showing off some bend. And he's six five two fifty five. Was kind of a four year rotational guy at Missouri and is now injected a, a true pass rusher onto this Arkansas defense because the Arkansas defense has dudes at each level, but they didn't have that true yeah. pass rusher last year, and that is him. Yeah, I know. I think you hit the nail on the head, took the took the words out of my mouth there. No, he was great. He felt like the um, 
it felt like the difference for the Arkansas defense. I know, like you said, there's there's dudes, there's there's old bumper, there's there's Henry Jr. or the mini Henry, you know, and Jalen Catalan, obviously. But no, I felt like he was kind of like the difference maker for that for that pig D and I. I mean, look, Texas A&M's offense is sputtering um, outside of Isaiah Spiller, at least. But no, I thought he was uh, he was great. Well, it's interesting too because um, him and and their big nose tackle John Ridgeway, who's an yeah. Illinois State transfer. Adding those two this to this defense has made a huge difference. Like it was already a, a physical defense, and you named all the guys who've been there, but those two have been impact players early. Like Ridgeway doesn't affect the box score the same trade way Trey Williams does, but six six three twenty nose tackle who pushes the pocket pretty consistently. I I, I like those two a lot. I, I, this I Arkansas think, team's impossible not to love. I think he might have got credit for a couple of hurries. Two, maybe not, but uh, one, one hurry and half a TFL. Um, no, yeah, he's is this really good too? Is this Arkansas team the most like if you have no uh, like rivalry with Arkansas uh, as a Michigan and Ohio State fan? We do not. Is this the most likable team in the country? I mean, I've always loved them going back to run TMC and Felix Jones and well, Ryan Mallet, not as much, but no, I think they are. And well, you love Bobby Petrino. (laughs) I love Bobby Petrino's press conference, introductory press conference, at least. You uh, love Jerry Jones. I do love Jerry. My, see, my the only thing that holds me back is in my own head is because I doubted Sam Pittman, and now I feel dumb. I love Sam Pittman now, though. And KJ Jefferson's so fun, and obviously okay. we, we, we mentioned Traylon Burks, and Traylon if, Smith's a guy I liked over the summer at running back, and then just yeah. the linebackers are all just the same person, and uh, Jalen Catalan's... Getting that first round hype, and we we got Ridgeway and, and Williams, and another guy I'm going to mention in a little bit. Okay, I'm going to mention KJ Jefferson now, shooting up the board. I don't know. Maybe this is he, just a talking point. Yeah, go he's ahead. He's a sophomore. Uh, but, oh, I guess he's a redshirt sophomore. He's eligible. Yeah, I was going to put him sophomore. He's a, fuck yeah, I'm going to talk about. Okay, KJ Jefferson Jefferson looks like an NFL football player, right? Might not be quarterback. Yeah. It might not be quarterback, but he is 6'3", 245. He's the biggest quarterback in the country. I love him. Um, I love him. But he was slinging it, man. Like, that, that touchdown to Burks he- was on a fucking rope and spun yeah, it Yeah, he's got a huge arm. Yeah. He's got a huge arm. Not, he's an incredible athlete. Like, the, he, he he's run for 230 yards, and he, he was playing them banged up in this one, too. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Malik Hornsby for not ruining the game. Um, <laughs> no, but I think I think he's got to get some. I mean, obviously he's getting a lot of love from college football people, but draft perspective, I think he's got to get get some credit because he's can, can, a, a better can quarterback. I just say one thing, go please, please go ahead. Is there any two quarterbacks in the country more different in weight than KJ Jefferson and Malik Hornsby? Hornsby, because Hornsby's like real thin, and KJ Jefferson looks like a defensive end. Probably not. Probably not. It's great. Again, it, it makes you. Uh, Love these these pigs even more, but no, like like okay, from these rando ass late <laughs> day three, uh, you know, athletic quarterback picks that we've seen over the years, over the recent years, I think Jefferson's a better quarterback than a lot of them or all of them, and plus he's a ma- Jefferson's a better quarterback than Felipe Franks. Don't at, at me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I think he probably is. Or a better football player, better football player for sure. And you know, Tommy, he's better than Tommy Stevens. Plus he's a big old man too, and he can run. I love him. He's great. I think he's got to get some. He's got to get some actual draft love. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a big recruit too. Yeah, he's a. Is he four star? 
four star uh, top two fifty. He's sick. I can't imagine. How would you tackle him in, in high school? <laughs> I don't think they did. Okay, hold on, hold on. While we're here, because I wanted to get my two goofier quarterbacks out of the way, I put Casey Thompson, who I said he should have been starting because he looked awesome in the bowl game. And since he's come in for Texas, they've done nothing but put up points. And he's looking pretty good, like 18 to 23. Again, Texas Tech, well, they're fucking dog shit, th- but go ahead. Uh, at some point, I, I, it was before that game was over, I think, but at some point uh, I saw a tweet and someone said 23 of t- Casey Thompson's 25 drives as the quarterback for Texas has ended in a score. Yeah, I, I okay, look, I'm, I don't know anything. I haven't watched any Texas spring games. Uh, but I, I wonder why he didn't get the gig out of the gate. It's not like he's like he's um, been really good. I, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'll say this. I read a lot over the summer uh, about that Texas quarterback competition. Mm-hmm. And a lot – because Hudson Carb was a big recruit, right? Yes, yes. I know that. A lot, it sounded a lot like people um, – Just wanted Card to win the job? Yes. That's the vibe and I got. Because he was the future – and you have to remember, with uh, a place like Texas, yeah. the 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 boosters, it's a very political job, and the boosters have more. I would say more say at Texas than any other school in the country. Probably, yeah. And that's no, what probably. makes this job so impossible. Yeah. Um, and Hudson Card was this big, big recruit, and he's from Lake Travis, which is a big, big high school in Texas. Yeah. And um, there's something else. That it makes Hudson Card and Casey Thompson different. That I don't know the good old boys in Texas. I think might not love. So point being, I think that had did have something to do with it. Like if it was a tie or it was close, I think it was always Hard. going to Hudson Card. Yeah, he, he's got the trump card, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah, ah. it's a good pun. Um, <laughs> yeah, Thompson's fucking good though, man. He's got an arm. He's slinging it. He should have been starting from from the get go. I think under Sark. I'm excited. I want to keep my eye on Casey Thompson because I think I think he's got some talent, and I think he's in a good situation now. I think I think there's something to watch. Um, okay, just because you're you're hitting, uh, sure. <laughs> I can play off your Arkansas take or your quarterback take. What should I do? I'll go. I I just want to mention Ricky Stromberg again. Yeah, for sure. Kind of the heart and soul of that Arkansas offensive line that played a really good game uh, against a, a loaded Texas A&M defense. And specifically a loaded defensive line, and he he was making all like there was a couple times where he he was the the key difference with his ability to climb and seal a linebacker, in, in a run being three yards versus seven eight nine ten yeah. yards, um he he was plugging away yeah and uh, he looked he looked good in pass protection too against uh, when Leal was inside or when it was Jaden Peavy like he looked quite good throughout that game he's done a lot for himself there. Like our Arkansas is this team that all of a sudden they they really have so many prospects. Yeah, and I, uh, go ahead, sir. Like that, the, it, it's just they've developed them so well. And I mean, Sam Pittman's one of the best offensive line coaches in the country, and you yeah. see his fingerprints prints all over Ricky Stromberg's rise. Stromberg's uh, name kind of popped on the radar for me, like like before the draft. Um, and obviously we did him in the summer and I think he's only gotten better and better and better. And, yeah. Um, he, the, the, te- the potential was there, but now he's putting it all together. Um, uh, did you put Leal or Leal anywhere? Um, I, for best prospect versus prospect matchup, I just ended up doing the trench play between Arkansas and Texas and I'm both on like both yeah. sides of the ball. 
yep. just because I thought it was a really fun game for like the ten prospects involved there. Good, okay, we can save it. That's a good answer. Um, okay, let, let me stay in the trenches then. Uh, you know who I thought had a really nice game. I uh, watched the whole game, and his name has disappeared. This time last year, hot button name Zion Johnson at BC, who's back to left guard and he's looking really good. I mean, we always knew he was a good guard prospect. They kicked him out to tackle. He was terrible. Went back to BC, and he's back to guard, and he's looking really good. And I, I think uh, people are just forgetting about him, and I understand why. Um, but I thought he had a really nice game against Mizzou. That makes me happy to hear. I love my Eagles. I love my Eagles. I'm I'm also going to stick to the trenches. I'm going to go with Charles, Charles Cross, the left tackle at Mississippi State. Um, he mm-hmm. was he was awesome against LSU. Uh, they lost that game, but um, I think Will Rogers dropped back like sixty plus times and was rarely pressured. And it's I impressive. watched Charles Cross shut down Ojolari. I watched him when Ali Gay would line up. He shut down Ali Gay. He shut down. Um, they 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 got this five star freshman uh, Malcolm Smith. He was shutting him down. Anyone he faced. It just looked easy. Mirroring specifically against Ojolari, who we know is a, a, a future prospect at edge rusher, he was just like running him out of plays, and it just looked easy. And then against Malcolm Smith, who's, who's pure power, he, he his anchor looks like it's improved because play strength was a concern. He's a, he's a pretty lean tackle. Um, but, yeah, his anchor looks stronger. And then in the run game, which is another spot we're, we're worried about, he wasn't – there's still some stuff with sustaining blocks, but he his ability to climb and seal guys off um, was like on display in this game. The rare couple times Mississippi State would actually run the ball, I thought he had an, a quietly had an awesome week against LSU. Yeah, I was a big fan of his in the summer, and I was I, just the pass blocking was so impressive. And going up against you know LSU, they're not as good, but like you said, they got all those names rushing the passer, and just for him to. Shut them all down. That's that's extremely impressive. Um, I like Cross. I like Cross a lot. Um, can I go back to BC and just, like, give Zay Flowers some love? Because, obviously, Phil Dracovic is out. You, you kind of expect him to – I was, you know, you kind of expect him to kind of fall off with that. And he's not putting up massive numbers, but, like, he's still playing really good. And he had a catcher for 62 yards, touchdown uh, at the end there. I don't know, man. I just want to give him some love because him and Zion, because I love the Eagles apparently, and it just feels like they're both. I understand why Johnson is forgotten. Flowers just kind of you know got lost in the mix because of the Dracovic injury, and I just wanted to put him back on the radar because he's still a really good football player. Uh, I don't know if he comes out this year, but uh, he's still balling. He's still balling at BC. He's still fast as hell, winning on those posts, uh, crossing deep crossing routes. It makes those look easy as hell. I'm going to throw three quick ones at you. Uh, Fayon Hicks at Wisconsin. He he. It felt like every time he was targeted against Notre Dame, he was breaking up the pass. He looks sticky in man coverage. Um, Jacob Panasiak uh, at Michigan State, State, who just was destroying Nebraska's offensive line. Had like double-digit pressures, a couple of sacks. Uh, and then Sam Hartman, the Wake Forest quarterback. I thought he looked quite good against Virginia. He, he can really rip the ball for a not-massive quarterback. And he moves really well. And this quarterback class sucks, so I'm just looking for anything. <laughs> I'll throw one more out there. Uh, one of your faves, Mecca Mezzi uh, for the Wolfpack, obviously. Big upset over Clemson. 14 catches, buck 16, one touchdown. Uh, just kind of kind of the – Zonovan Knight wasn't as – wasn't like didn't put up a massive game or anything. 
He was kind of like the, the, the Ricky ch- Persons game, baby. I like Ricky Person too. I was gonna mention him like two weeks ago. I uh, never, never ended up to. But no, he's a good, he's a good back too. Um, yeah, but Messi was kind of the the force for this offense when they were moving the ball. All right, sliding down the board. Uh, Do you want to through the court? The quarterbacks, yeah. uh, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, Caden Slovis. I think we can just put Caden Slovis' uh, draft type to rest because um, if Jackson Dart wasn't hurt, I don't think Caden Slovis would be the starter. Uh, yeah, I agree. Let's, let's, they lost gonna... to Oregon State at the Coliseum for the first time since like 1960 or something. Yeah, that's, that's correct. He threw three picks. He was terrible. Um, Sam Howell, they lost to Georgia Tech. Is Georgia Tech good? I don't understand no, Georgia no, Tech. They play no, Clemson no. tight. They, George, I don't know. At minimum, Jeff Collins has what he has. They're playing hard. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, but we we fell for it last year, and then they fell apart. No, I think I think UNC yeah. is bad, and Clemson is really bad too. Uh, how okay. the glimpses were there with the throws, but uh, just just not getting it done. Um, Jake Fromm, uh, and then Spencer Rattler's the yes. big one to touch on. Uh, West Virginia's defense played incredible. Yep. Um, Rattler threw for two fifty six, a score, a pick. Uh, they won sixteen thirteen on a last second field goal. Nice, easy, free money bet in West Virginia plus seventeen. Um, but yeah, Rattler, it like it just looks the same each week. Where it's, yeah. you can see the arm talent, and there will be a play here or there at a structure where you are like, wow. But for the most part, it's just it's not there right now. I don't. And you were talking about it, I don't know, two shows ago maybe, about like if Rattler went back, should he go back? It seems like like if this keeps up, he has to go back. Yeah, you thought you thought it was a little crazy when I said it, right? But uh, the writing was on the walls a, li- a little bit. I don't know. Like, now, yeah, go ahead. But go ahead. is this quarterback class so bad that if he does come at like yeah. because of what he could be, is he going to get – like obviously it's still so early. It's yeah, we got a long way. Um, yeah, like who – like. Matt Corral could crash and burn. Spencer Rattler could find it, you know. But at this point, um, Malik, Malik Willis and Matt Corral are the only – oh, and Carson Strong, sorry. Those are, like, the three guys who haven't killed their draft stock. Yeah, and I think I think a bit of – like, I haven't, I haven't got an eyes on Strong, and I think a lot of people just haven't yet. So it's kind of it's – uh, like... I've got something to say on Strong in a bit. but Okay. Yeah, um, yeah Rattler, you know, I said this, I think, last week or the week before, both – it's just the same shit we've been talking about where he hasn't gotten better than where he was at this point in his freshman year. And, like, again, we saw the progression through the season last year. You thought he would pick it up where he left off. He has regressed. And I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just bad. Maybe he's reverse Mahomes. Everyone called him Mahomes. Maybe he's reverse Mahomes where he's bad in September. I don't know. But he's got to get it together. He's got to get it together if he wants to. Um, if he wants to be the first overall pick, I'll say that. He's got to get it together. And just like uh, some of the sacks he was taking against West Virginia were just just brutal. Just holding onto the ball way too long, not feeling any pressure. Mm-hmm. So it's not even just the passing decision. I think just taking some really bad sacks. I I don't know. Um, oh, we're sticking uh, with quarterbacks, right? Okay. I'm, let me let me throw quarterbacks. I know Mertz's stock is done, but I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, where he's not. Yeah, he doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. I just quickly. Uh, he's not it. He's not it. I don't know what else we to know. say there. Um. You mentioned him already, Will Levis, because um, he's one of the guys that have gotten a little bit of buzz um, as potential riser quarterback. <laughs> he already said it. He, he looked like poop poop against South Carolina. He like, threw for 100 yards, no touchdowns, a pick. Uh, nothing doing. Nothing doing there. So I think, I think we got to 
pump the brakes on the rise. Um, yeah, those, those are just the quarterbacks I wanted to hit. Uh, all right, okay. Um, oh, because, because you mentioned Will Levis, I'll, I'll transition. The Kentucky tackles both just didn't. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can see with Rosenthal, you can see the athleticism, but all the yeah. things you're concerned about in terms of, uh, like, he just doesn't use his hands. And, mm-hmm. he, like, despite, like, he has really good foot speed, but his feet are bad. Yeah. And, like, he his base is just a mess. And with Darian Kennard, it's the opposite, where Darian Kennard just isn't athletic enough to be a tackle, I think. Like, he's he's going to be a good guard, and I still like him a lot there. But he, he just doesn't have the athleticism to reach landmarks against NFL rushers like Kingsley. Um, so they both really struggled. Alternatively, on that side of the ball, opposite Kingsley sometimes – Jordan Strachan, who the the Georgia State transferred to South Carolina, yeah. he just like doesn't have a consistent role for that South Carolina team. And I know there was like I think Dane Brugler had him as a top five senior edge rusher. Yeah, and he just like he he plays like Sam linebacker more than anything. Like Aaron Sterling plays over him at edge, and he just when he's in the game, nothing going on there. Um, also, I thought Ali Gay really struggled against Mississippi State. He did have a sack. They beat the right tackle pretty well, but uh, he, uh, I don't know. They also have been playing a lot of five tech, which he shouldn't be doing. That's weird. Um, and then also Eric Gray. Eric Gray just Yeah, got, I had him here too. It, yeah, like it just, I don't know. 12 carries, 38 yards, uh, nothing. I should put Jordan Strawn, if that's how you say it, for overhyped too because mm-hmm. of the, the Brewer thing, and I just haven't seen it from him. Uh, but I got another yeah. later. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a couple more, three more specifically offensive players. Um, Jalen Watermeyer. I mean, the passing attack is fucked, so it's not like it's his fault. But he hasn't I stepped up. I was gonna up. put him here, but I just had too many guys, so I didn't. But that I'm glad you did. Yeah, he just hasn't stepped up, and obviously he was tight end two. Some people said one. I, I think he was think, up there. Yeah. Like he he's he's good. He just you can tell that he doesn't have that the athleticism. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like he just See, doesn't separate that well. Like this he time last year, plays. yeah, this time last year, people were talking about him as like, you know, a dude, dude. Like not Pitts's level, but not a fucking world away. And I think we know that that's not true. He's a good tight end, and he's gonna get drafted yeah. fairly early. Um, but he's just not not special, special. Well, um, it's fun, funny because yeah, you mentioned earlier how deep this tight end class is, but yes, yeah, still there's there might not be that like. Top end talent. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, Ugh, this one might be mean. And, like, maybe I shouldn't even do it. I, I put Justin Ross, though, and he had a good game for Clemson. Eight that catches, drop was bad. 77 yards, two touchdowns. But that's that's what made me put him here. And, like like I said, yeah, like it wasn't a bad game, but that, like, how could he not get that ball in overtime? I, I don't know. It's like – but it's also, like, you know, just as much as everything around him at Clemson is crumbling – it just hurts him and the injuries. Like I, so I think it's like I don't know. It's the one play. It's on him as much as it is just the entire situation, you know. Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, one of my guys over the summer, Kevin Harris. I could have put him for stupid, but I mean, I guess I put him for maybe for making me look stupid. Uh, just has I don't know. Didn't show anything about he, against Kentucky. Uh, he doesn't. Well, he's coming off the injury last year, and he just doesn't yeah. look the same right now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, out of nowhere prospect, I'm sticking with my, my Razorbacks. Greg Brooks Jr. Um, play, plays nickel for them. Uh, he just kept 
just getting down. He's one of those nickels who's just physical as hell. And he, when he sees it, he hits it. He, he had a big TFL uh, against Tamu. And he also had another one where he flew down on, on a bubble screen. And um, he missed the tackle, but because he flew down so quickly, someone cleaned it out for a TFL. I just really like how aggressive this defense is. And just like the defense in general, we mentioned, like, we kind of joke around about their linebackers, uh, Bumper Pool, Grant Morgan, Hayden Henry. But, like, those boys play hard as hell. Yeah, they Jaden Catalan's, like, the hardest-hitting safety in the country. Um, I really enjoy this defense. I love Arkansas. I can't wait for the game this week, if I'm being honest. I think they're a legit threat in the SEC. Now, do they come out and win this week in Georgia? Uh, save it for our picks, but... No, I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> I stuck at the running back position. I went back to my beloved Eagles. Uh, uh, retro sophomore Pat Garbo, who's 5'8", 214. He looks like, I don't know, he's got a funny build. Like, he's a big boy, but he's not tall. So he's got like a, I don't know, like a cool build to him. And I like, I, I always love backs like that. But he had a monster game. 25 carries, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, one of which was just an awesome run where he broke multiple tackles and Looked like a like a Boston beast quake. It was awesome. He had a great game and uh, just just someone to keep the eye on. Next AJ Dillon, some may say. Prospect to me me looks stupid. Um, Caden Madden, the Marshall transfer mm-hmm. uh, to Notre Dame, who's playing right guard for Notre Dame. The Notre Dame offensive line in general has been a mess, but he in particular was someone who had draft hype at Marshall, and. A lot of people, including myself, thought the transfer to Notre Dame would really bolster that. And he has been atrocious. He might be the worst because, um, I mean, their left tackle is horrible, but he's yeah. not supposed to be their starting left third, tackle. Yeah, um, third, third. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah. So, like, Kane Madden might be the worst just in terms of what he's supposed to be playing like. Uh, Wisconsin, free, like, this, Wisconsin's defense played awesome. Like, they did. Most of those points were, were because Graham Mertz sucks. Um, but the Notre Dame offensive line gave up six sacks. They only ran for nine yards. Kane Madden is horrible. I don't think he's even played av- like a- an average game yet. He uh, like he, if they had more depth, I think he would be benched. That's my take. Yeah, and that's a guy that had a lot of you know like this is a big time transfer. He could vault himself yeah, into the top one hundred. Um, I'm gonna do a positive spin. Uh, two backs, the top two backs. Some might say. I've been dogging both Isaiah Spiller and Brees Hall recently, I think. But uh, starting with Spiller, I thought he looked great against Arky. He was the whole he, offense. He, he kept creating when there was nothing exactly. to create. Like, yeah, yeah he, it's his best game so far. He was breaking a tackle on what felt like every carry. I, I'm with you. He Because they lost and the offense as a whole didn't play well, it was overshadowed, but I thought he had a really nice game. Yeah, no, he looked explosive. Like you said, making guys miss every every single play. And, you know, the yards per carry was he had 12 for 95 and a touchdown. Uh, five catches, too, only 26. But, no, it was like every time he touched the ball, he was making things happen, and no one else on that whole team was. Um, then, also, I, I flipped it to Brees Hall, who another back, oh, top back in a losing effort, who had a buck 90 on 27 carries, uh, two touchdowns, five catches for 51 yards, and a touchdown. Um so they put up a big stats and kind of kind of the same thing to Spiller, where obviously he's a top dude, but um, yeah, no, I thought he had a really good performance. Um, best prospect versus prospect matchup. I already mentioned uh, the Tamu O line and D line versus the Arkansas O line and D line. Um, 
it, it, it's hard to like obviously like Trey Williams was a big winner I, I thought Ricky Stromberg played a really good game John Ridgeway as well um but it's it's hard to like crown any true losers here because like Demarvin Leal he didn't have a massive game but he didn't play poorly he at one time at one point he broke but broke out a spin move against the right tackle that was awesome he had a couple of huge plays in the run game where he just looked really really good um Kenyon Green uh the other big Tamu stud uh was playing right guard for half the game and left tackle for half the game uh he did get beat by Trey Williams but overall like I didn't think he played that like a poor game and I think he's a guard anyway so him struggling against Trey Williams uh, in at a co- during a couple of reps was like not a big deal to me. Um, it was just really fun watching all of that happen. Uh, my matchups multiple. I'm gonna jump back to the uh, Notre Dame and uh, Wisconsin game and give you one on each side of the ball. Okay, if that's okay with you, Rob. It's fine. <laughs> they weren't they weren't highlight matchups like they weren't special, but. Um, on paper, they were they're pretty good. I, I went with Kyle Hamilton first of all versus um, old Jakey Fergs for the for the Badgers. Who uh, Hamilton basically erased him. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he had one catch for eleven yards. Uh, they went to Fergie like on the on the first drive for that wheel route that like you know they felt confident in, and then Hamilton just had an easy PBU on it, just completely shut it down. And after that, there wasn't much of anything. And also, I just put Hamilton here because I figured we didn't. Uh, we were gonna have him for best prospect or yeah, anywhere else. He he played an awesome game. It just wasn't be uh, just because yeah, Wisconsin avoided him. Yeah, no, they did. They really did. And three tackles, no flashy plays, but no, he definitely was. He still felt his pre- presence like everywhere on the field. Uh, flipping that, I went. I went with Kyron Williams uh, against both Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel, who uh, especially especially as a, them blitzing and Kyron picking them up and early yeah. in the game. Uh, Kyron had a monster pickup on uh, Chanel where he just put him in the dirt and, and buried him, jumped on top of him too. I love that. Uh, then in the fourth, when uh, when the game was still a game, Kyron put a big block on Jack Sanborn and uh, just gave Payne that last second he needed uh, to make a throw for the first down. And uh, I thought it was a huge block. On the ground, though, uh, that Wisconsin defense, like you already touched upon, they, they bottled up Kyron Williams. They had like 18 carries for 33 yards. And, like, individually, Sanborn and Chanel both, had like, made plays where Sanborn recovered I that fumble. Sam- yeah, go ahead. I, I, I was trying to find somewhere to fit Jack Sanborn into because I thought he played a really good game, but I just couldn't find a spot. Yeah, yeah, no, because he had five tackles, two TFLs, recovered that fumble, hit, uh, hit the quarterbacks a couple times. And uh, Chanel played a pretty solid game, too. There was a couple flashy plays, led the team in tackles. Uh, no, so I thought those were fun matchups, even though they weren't, like, Super flashy during the game. I thought they were they were good, like actual prospect matchups. Yeah. Um, outplayed the box score. You talked about how shitty Will Levis was earlier. Yeah. Um, that impacted uh, Wandale Robinson's box score, who repeatedly got open and Levis either didn't go to him or missed him. He still ended up with eight touches for seventy yards, but he could have had. I think he could have easily cleared a hundred. He. Should have had a huge touchdown on the sideline where Levis missed him. He continues to be, um, I think, one of the biggest risers in college football. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Prospect-wise. And they've done an awesome job utilizing him as a true receiver and, and kind of mixing in the run run stuff a little less because he can do so much really as a true wide receiver. He's currently 14th in the country in, in receiving yards. 
And uh, despite this kind of being his less or his least big game, I thought he played awesome. You know, yeah, he. I thought so too. Um, he, they're going against uh, Florida. They got Florida at home this week, though. That's gonna be a really interesting game for all of their stocks. And I, I got, I got to pick on it later. Uh, I went for a different one. I, I went with running back here, which I don't think I've ever done before. Maybe I don't know. Uh, went back to Mizzou's Tyler Bidet, who had uh, 18 carries Is for that 72 how you yards. It? It's not baddie. It's not baddie. I don't think it's Bidet either. It's something in between. Both <laughs> both are funny. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's like a Jeff Bidet situation. I don't know. Uh, uh, Bidai, Bidai, maybe. Eighteen I'm carries. Baddie, I don't care. Baddie's so much better. Eighteen carries, seventy-two yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, five catches, thirty-four yards. So like on the, on the box, it's like okay, that's a solid day from running back. But I don't know. He just felt like the engine for that Mizzou offense, and every time he was touching the ball, was pretty electric, and it. I don't know. The touchdowns were goal line touchdowns, which I thought were also impressive because he's not that type of back. You know, just just right up the gut, a gap, um, pick the yards, follow the fullback. I don't know. I, I was really impressed with him, and he felt very electric. So like just watching the game, I thought he easily had. I mean, he did have a hundred total yards, but I thought he easily had like a buck fifty on the ground and another fifty catching. And I looked at the stats, and I'm like, wow, he had a much better game than than that show. So I put him here. I thought he deserved it. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that uh, I, I was going to mention Carson Strong somewhere. So Prospect is being overhyped right now. It feels like Carson Strong, not not that he's not playing well, but is it's almost a product of all the other quarterbacks playing so poorly that he is now being hyped to the max. And m- mind you, he, he's Nevada's had a strange schedule to start the yeah. year. They've played two Power 5 teams in an FCS school in Idaho State. Um, which I mean, that that seems strange to me, but and they're two and one, and and week one he played a pretty good game against Cal. I mean he dominated Idaho State, and then he he played a solid game against Kansas State, no doubt. And that Kansas State defense was playing really well. Um, but again, a product of the other quarterbacks playing so poorly. I I've seen him like elevated to QB one, going first overall, and I like kept kept my eyes on a couple mock drafts and like. Mm-hmm. You a lot the of stuff at the draft. Net, uh, a lot of the a lot of the stuff at the draft network is like the, they had a top twenty five quarterback prospect rankings in college football, and he was number one um, above Matt Corral, above Malik Willis. And it just feels like let let's 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 wait a little more. I think you know? it's because, like you said, the other quarterbacks are sliding, and he just hasn't gotten the eyes on him yet. So. In people's minds, if they're sliding, someone's got to rise. You know what I mean? So it's like, and it's just natural yeah. that he would. He, he's he's got a big game against uh, Boise State uh, in Idaho this uh, this uh, Saturday. Yeah, I, I remember the Cal game. Like I, I had a, I don't know, my fourth game. I thought he was solid. But, like it wasn't it wasn't a special performance. He's at not all. he's not doing anything to hurt his stock. I just don't think it, he's no, had no. this meteoric rise all of a sudden. No, no, definitely agree. People are uh, saying. Yeah, so I mentioned Strawn here, um, but I'll give you another name. Speaking of meteor, meteoric rises, more like mediocre rises, uh, Brandon Armstrong, you mentioned him already. People are giving him too much love. I don't know. PFF, I saw giving him some love. Uh, some people just calling him a sleeper, a bit of a sleeper. He's fun. He's chaotic as hell. But Yeah, like he puts up a lot of yards, and he's, he's really fun. He's a good athlete. 
He's a good athlete. I just don't think he's uh he's very good. Like you said, he's chaotic. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but uh, he's putting up yards. <laughs> Could see him in the CFL. Yeah, sure. I like that. Uh, my my prospect who popped or transfer who popped on the scene was Trey Williams. Right, right. Uh, no, that's a great. But he had he had such a good game. Uh, was he was he at Arky last year or was it? I can't, I was trying to figure it out. That, kinda... He was playing for Missouri last year. Right. That's. That makes sense. I like that. Uh, so he mine had, uh, three TFLs and two sacks for Missouri last year. And he had that almost in one game for the Pigs. Uh, I'm sticking at UVA. I'm going with Jelani Woods, the tight end who transferred from OK State. Big yeah. dude, big dude, six seven two sixty five. He looks it, uh, but he can move pretty well, man. It's four catches, seventy three yards, and a touchdown uh, this week. Making stuff happen after the catch. I had a really nice catch and run. I don't know, man. At that size and that movement, he, he's someone to watch. I think he, I think I remember him at OK State flashing a couple times too. Yeah, yeah. No, he. Uh, I thought that was a really fun transfer when that one happened. Mm-hmm. No, he looked really good. Uh, small school guy who caught my eye, Khalil Shakir, had a really nice. I watched that Boise State Utah State game because right. I was really banking on Utah State covering. They did not. Um, but Shakir just he he just so smooth. Uh, as a route runner, and what he to me was the best player on the on the field that day. Mm-hmm. Had seven for one thirteen and a touchdown. Uh, he's Boise State's not having the classic big Boise State season, but he's played really really well. Yeah, no, I, he's been their best player for sure. And remember that I had him a couple weeks ago uh, for for our prospect v prospect matchup because that that great game against uh, against UCF. Yeah, he's he's fun as hell. Um, I'll give you two guys at a school that I don't consider small, but the Big 12 overlooked. But they then they go and win the Iron Skillet, baby. Beat TCU, my SMU Mustangs. Uh, two guys both on offense. I'll start with Ulysses Bentley, who I think I mentioned quite a few times last year, the running back. He is a 30-year sophomore, so like it's not like he's going to come out. But consistently just a good back. Had 153 like yards on the more. ground, 20 carries, a touchdown. Uh like not, I don't think he's flashy in any specific area, but just well rounded and just a just a good back. And uh, Danny Gray, just throw that out there. I, I put Bentley as my dude, but Danny Gray had a really flashy game, 130 yards on only four catches and a touchdown. That game was low key. Uh, it fizzled out the end, but it was it was the most fun game up until like the third quarter this year this this week. Um, okay, into week five picks. Rob's my five. AJ's one short of a six pack. Oh, yeah, I, did you also went four and one last week? I went four and one. Yeah. Wait, which which we game both, did you lose? Utah State. Did K State cover for you? I didn't pick K State. Oh, why did think? Oh, you picked it off off there. Yeah. I was just giving out free advice to people to lose the money. <laughs> yeah, four and one. Stupid App State. Oh, they won. I can't blame them. It was a smart play to go down, but cost me the perfect G five. G five cost us both. And I'm not picking G five this week, baby. Yeah. I, well, I guess what I'm going back to the well. I'm picking against <laughs> Boise State again. Don't worry. Uh, but let's start noon ESPN. We got three huge games this week, and nothing really at night, but. Uh, Three different time slots. Shout out Notre Dame for playing at two thirty. Uh, yeah. But I'm assuming you're you're picking the noon ESPN game. Number eight Arkansas. At number two Georgia. This this game fell into ESPN's lap. Mm-hmm. Um, Bulldogs eighteen and a half point favorites in Athens. I'm taking Arkansas. I'm riding this high. Arkansas has I, I've picked them 
like every week i think maybe uh as dogs and they keep covering they keep winning uh that defense plays hard this is a really good test them game honestly for both schools is this georgia offense gonna be enough um to make that college football playoff push and can arkansas really hang with the big dogs of the sec and you say they can and i say i see the razorbacks cover 18 and a half i'm taking that all day long like it's a lot I know it's, it's too in much. Athens and Georgia's Georgia's been one of literally one of two schools who doesn't look bad this year, um, but uh, that seems like a lot. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna win, but uh, you know, two touchdowns and a field goal plus some. I don't know. I don't see that. Like, I don't think Georgia's gonna put up a lot of points. You know what I mean? Like, I, like they might even score it if they score twenty-one points. Uh, it's gonna be hard for them to cover eighteen and a half. No, I totally agree. I'm, I'm taking the pigs too. Um, two thirty, NBC, number seven, Cincy at number nine, Notre Dame. Cincy two and a half point favorites in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame obviously coming off the huge win against Wisconsin that uh, the score made you think that Notre Dame dominated Wisconsin when it really didn't. Uh, until the fourth quarter, um, I'm taking the Irish. I'm I'm riding. I don't know. I just two and a half points in in Notre Dame land. I know the like Jack Jack Cohn, the X rays were negative. Drew Pine's better than him. Um, I don't know this Cincinnati team. I don't trust their offense. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, I don't know. I just got a feeling that Notre yeah. Dame uh, Notre Dame wins. It shocks me that uh, Notre Dame's not favored. It really shocks me. Um, my heart is with Cincinnati. My I'm riding Cincinnati all the way, but no, I, I picked I picked the Fighting Irish too. It's just them getting points at home. I I don't have a lot of faith in them, but I agree. Like it's not like Cincy offense has been world beaters this year. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. Uh, the Freeman revenge game too. Like I, I think, I think, I think Notre Dame wins, but even getting points is just extra gravy. Yeah, no, for, for real. Um, okay. Three thirty, CBS, the SEC on CBS game. Number 12, Ole Miss at number one, Alabama. We saw Ole Miss, uh, put up points on Bama last year. Matt is better this year. Um, the Rebs are 14 and a half point dogs in Tuscaloosa. Alabama looks susceptible to, this year, given how Florida played them, Matt Corral's, I, th- I think, consensus number one in the Heisman race right now. I'm taking the Rebs. I think this Alabama defense didn't look great against a Florida team that quarterback situation is up in the air. Yeah. Um, Matt Corral's incredible. Jurion Ely, Snoop Connor, um, Drummond. They, they, yeah, Drummond. Uh, they, they've looked great. And the defense, like I said, the defense playing a little bit better. They get a couple prospects up front on that offensive line. I think it's a high-scoring game, and, and I think Bama wins, but Ole Miss, Ole Miss doesn't lose by more than 14. Yeah, I agree. Two touchdowns is a lot. And, like, if this was 13-and-a-half, I might look at it differently for as silly as that is. But getting the, getting the half a point over a two-score, uh, two-touchdown win, I like the Rebels, too. I 
I think they're going to hang around. I think they're going to hang around. And I think Corral, like, this is such a huge game for Matt Corral, though. Like, he's done everything great up to this point, but then that still makes it Nick Saban's defense. You know, it's like this, this is his prove it moment. And if he, if he goes into Tuscaloosa and blows up the, the Crimson Tide, this is gonna this is gonna vault him to number one in every mock draft if they go in and and ball. You know what I mean? He'll be number one in every mock draft next week if he balls in Tuscaloosa. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he balls. I don't think they win though. I, but that two and a half, two touchdowns plus a half. I'll take I'll take Ole Miss too. Okay, those are the three big 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 games. Well, there's a bigger uh, game, um, but I didn't pick it. Michigan and Wisconsin. The Ohio State and Rutgers. And Ohio State and Rutgers. <laughs> Um, my 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 weekly G five game three thirty FS one Nevada Boise State Carson Strong. I don't know how many people are going to be watching this game because it's on mm-hmm. one. It's on FS one. Two. It's during Ole Miss Bama and during Cincy Notre Dame. But uh, I like this Nevada team a lot. They've got guys. They got Romeo Dubes. They got Cole Turner. I think Jane Orvell's a great coach. Boise State isn't the same Boise State we've seen. Mind you, I said that last week, and they rolled Utah State. Um, (laughs) Carson Strong's got to come out, and I think Carson Strong's got to win on the Smurf turf. Uh, Six-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm taking the Wolfpack. Uh, I think I saw Elijah Cooks is out for the year again, which which really sucks uh, for them. Just he can't get all the talented dude. Um, I respect it. I think Nevada's the, the best team in the conference for sure, but... I don't like I don't like that you you bet against the the Broncos and they're doing it again. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, go go Wolfpack. Uh team I bet on last week and they proved me right. I'm going back to the well here. 6 p.m. another weird start time. ESPN Florida minus eight and a half going to play the Wildcats. I also have this game. I'm taking UK plus the points. Give me, me give me a me touchdown. Too. Me yeah. Too. I don't think they win, but at home, getting a touchdown plus, uh, they've they've won or they've they've been in every game or won. And I don't unless, know, Florida's not world beaters right now. Unless Anthony Richardson becomes the starter, <laughs> yeah. Kentucky covers. Kentucky's defense plays plays really like they don't have any superstars really, but th- they play so well as a unit. The offensive line, though, I, I mentioned the struggles of the tackles. Um, against South Carolina, like those are NFL tackles. Will Levis isn't a great quarterback or NFL prospect, but he's a good fit for what they do. Yeah. Uh, and Wandale Robinson is a stud. I, I, I don't know. I think this is gonna be a really fun game, and I think Kentucky loses but covers. Yeah. No, I agree. And and just you know, I wonder if they're they're gonna have Elam uh, just follow Wandale. That'd be sick. That I mean that that feels like NFL draft nerd porn that will not happen. But no, would kill for it. Too. It'd be smart for them too because he's their dude. I, I don't. But both of their dudes. So I don't know. I think they should. But no, that's gonna be interesting. Uh, and if if they do, uh, just the chess game of uh you know getting Robinson away from Milan too will be fun. Yeah, no, that that's a fun fun thing to look at. Go Cats. Uh, my last pick, baby. Uh, we learned the lesson last week. 7 p.m. ESPN, Baylor at OK State, Battle of Unbeatens. Uh, this is the game to tune into at night, I guess. <laughs> not, not, nothing at night. I think we got Indiana and uh, Penn State on ABC. Uh, but I learned one thing last week. Don't. 
bet against Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Stillwater still in theaters. Go see it. Um, so minus four. Give me, give me the pokes, baby. There's just like I don't know. Baylor played a really good game against Iowa State. I watched that game. Um, I don't know. It's still it's four points. It's a touchdown. I think the pokes. I, I don't like watching these games, but I think the pokes get it done. All right, we did it. We made it through. Um, Pig Suey, go Razorbacks. This is an Arkansas podcast, and that's.